It's time for the number one talk show of Eastern Connecticut and Southern Rhode Island. The Stu Breyer Potpourri Talk Show on 1310 WICH. Now here's Stu Breyer. Always a pleasure to have on our program. Uh, it's been a long time since we spoke to him, but what's going on? We wanted to talk with David Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, the author of seven books, including Confronting Radicals. And uh, he's got the insight for sure what's going on in the Middle East, Israel, with Hamas. Hi, David. Hey there, Stu. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, very concerned about what's going on in Israel. Uh, and also very upset uh, the way people really don't understand this this whole conflict. Uh, one of the first things I wanted to ask you is, it doesn't seem like uh, Israel that didn't have any idea this was going to happen. seems like they're always a little bit ahead of the game. What do you think about that? Well, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, we didn't. Uh, Israel Israel was caught totally by surprise. There, there may have been some people who had an inkling that there might be something, but we don't know. At this point, we don't know. Uh, when when Israel has a war, uh, the, the whole country unites. And that's what we're doing right now, and we're going to stay united and, until the war ends, for sure. And hopefully afterwards as well, but... Uh, but after the war, I guarantee you there will be a complete investigation, and and we will get to the bottom of it and find out exactly how something like this could have possibly happened. I think that one of the most surprising things is how clueless, particularly young people, are about the whole uh, situation with Palestine and Israel and uh, what's been going on in campuses and the demonstrating. And then when you ask them, uh, you know, some of the people with uh, for networks uh, they they seem to be clueless about it i i'm really shocked well, about I, that I, yeah I, look i'm not i'm not surprised because you know any any time anyone talks about israel and palestine well it already already shows that they you know that there there is certain propaganda that they're believing that's that has nothing to do with history uh there is no palestine first of all uh, the the word Palestine was created by the Romans 2,000 years ago when they expelled the Jews from their country, and 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 Israel was a country for many hundreds of years more than the United States is a country even now. So, uh, you know, let's let's just make that clear from the start. Uh, what we're talking about is uh, the uh, is an an Arab people who. Uh, most of whom immigrated to to Israel in the early part of the 20th century when the, when the Jews did, and and they they moved to Israel because Israel was creating an economy because the Jews were creating an economy in the land of Israel, and and there were jobs so they came, uh, but they also uh, paradoxically uh, tried to kill Jews and they tried to harass Jews and. And in, in fact, in 1929, there was a, a massacre uh, in in which some 80 Jews were killed. Now, uh, that massacre was remarkably similar to the massacre that happened on October 7th, uh, just a, a short time ago, mm-hmm. when, when 1,200 Jews were killed, were slaughtered 
by the Hamas terrorists. And, and by the way, it wasn't just Hamas terrorists, it was also Hamas civilians who participated in, in that massacre. 1,200 Jews were murdered, slaughtered. Uh, many babies had their heads beheaded and, and cut off, and uh, there, there were unborn babies who were torn out of their mother's wombs, and, and oh, God, it's women just... were raped in, the, in, in front of children. I, I'm sorry, I know it's very graphic, no, no, I, but it believe needs to me, be I've, said. People need I've to been... understand how this whole yeah. thing started. And yet a lot of these uh, logheads don't even have a clue. It's just, uh, it's very, very sad. They were even lying on the ground during the Macy's parade trying to glue themselves on the ground there. So um, how do you feel that uh, so far how Netanyahu has handled this? Well, look, the, the, the Israeli government is doing what needs to be done for right now. Uh, the He's made it very clear. The Prime Minister has made it very clear that uh, that there are three goals. One goal is to totally obliterate Hamas, to totally obliterate the terrorist organization, to take take all of their weapons, to completely destroy them, and uh, destroy their ability to harm or threaten Israel. The second goal is to uh, return all of the hostages home at least those that Hamas has not killed so far, and they have killed some. It was just reported that they killed a 10-month-old baby. Uh, so, uh, in addition to the other babies and children that they killed during the massacre. Uh, but that, that is the second goal, to return the hostages. Uh, there are 240 hostages that were taken, and there there are at least 150 that are still in captivity. And the third goal is to make sure that Gaza can never become a threat to Israel ever again. And obviously that's going to require Israel to take control of Gaza and to make sure that there, there are no Hamas terrorists anywhere nearby, or any other terrorists for that matter. Uh, the Fatah and Islamic Jihad terrorist organizations are no better. Uh, and I, I just want to point out, you know, that I, I know about the terror victims. I've, I, I'm a terror victim myself. Twenty years ago, I was shot and wounded by Islamic terrorists who were ambushed on the side of the road. My three-year-old son, who was with me in the car, was also ambushed and, and, and shot by the terrorists. He was shot in the head. And thank God we both survived. Yeah, miracles, yeah. But one, yep. But once we saw the trauma that he had experienced, and and truly, he it was clear that he was psychologically wounded by that terrorist attack, and and then we we saw how he was able to to slowly come out of it and express himself through play therapy. So that, that's when I decided to start what would eventually become the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. Mm -hmm. And the second that this massacre happened, I was contacted by the Israeli Defense Ministry. They they wanted to use our therapists, and we, the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund has a whole complex, and uh, we have mobile therapists as well. And we we use music therapy, art therapy, horses, small animals, whatever it is that can help 
children to heal from trauma. And so, so since since October seventh, we have been working twenty four seven. And I, I just like to get get that out to your listeners. So uh, those who who really want to stand with Israel in this time of crisis uh, can can go to israelchildren.org and they they can they can give a donation there. They can partner with us at israelchildren.org. I'm glad you brought it up. I was going to get to it later, but uh, I'm glad you did bring it up, and I will mention it again, certainly. Uh, what do they mean when they say, well, we can, uh, we can settle this by making it a two-state is- a situation? How could we ever well, trust... Well, Israel, Israel is a country about the size of New Jersey, mm-hmm. and, and that includes, including Judea and Samaria, the so-called West Bank, which is right in the heart of the country. And if, if if you try to create uh, a Palestinian state right in the heart of Israel, and uh, presumably it would also include Gaza, uh, which is right along the coast, um, about an hour south of Tel Aviv, uh, you're you're talking about creating a, a terrorist threat to Israel, and truly a mortal terrorist threat to Israel. Uh, most Israelis do not support that ridiculous idea anymore. It is suicidal. And uh, I'll tell you, those who have been, those Israelis who have been on the left, who have been calling for, for peace for years, most of them have woken up from this massacre. And they, they realize that it just is not, it's not a realistic solution. The, the, the only solution is for Israel to be decisive, and to win this war very, very decisively. And, and God willing, that's what's going to happen. It's so difficult for Israel because they have a heart. They care about life. And uh, who they're fighting obviously doesn't. They hide behind people in hospitals and schools. And, and then uh, obviously it sets them back. They were making some pretty good progress. But they want to get the uh, hostages back, as many as they possibly can. It's tough. It's tough for them to fight because uh, one wonders, certainly uh, Hamas would like all the time, I guess. uh, What's this going to do with Hamas as far as getting more weapons during this time? Well, their their goal is to stall for as long as they possibly can. That's why they took the hostages originally, in addition to just their natural cruelty. But they... Uh, the, the Israeli government would not be smart to give into it. You have to remember they're, relieve, they're releasing ten hostages a day. But what's not being announced in much of the media is that, as part of this deal, Israel not only has to agree to a ceasefire, which means which means temporarily halting the war that we were winning mm-hmm. up until now. Yeah. But it also means that we have to release 30 terrorists each day. So, you know, there was a, uh, there was a, a, prison, um, um, a prisoner and hostage release many years ago uh, that Israel agreed to with Hamas, in which one Israeli hostage was released and over a thousand terrorists were released. Well, uh, one of those terrorists was Yahya Sinwar, 
who was the mastermind of the attack on October 7th. And yeah. he's uh, one of the two leaders of Hamas right now. So, you know, the, any of these terrorists that are being released are going to be active. Most of them will be active, history has shown us. They will be active in c- carrying out more terrorist attacks. So it, it's it's just a bad deal, and once once it's finished in another day or two, Israel needs to just stop it and resume fighting and and do what needs to be done. You know there there is something called a just war. Uh, World War II was such a war when the Nazis needed to be defeated. Uh, the the Allies understood that, and this is such a situation today. Uh, David, what do you think of uh, how President Biden is uh, communicating on this? You know, they, they, he talks a lot about, you know, we don't want any uh, innocent Palestinians getting killed, and you've got to watch out and do this. I, I assume that Netanyahu is going to go to his own drama on this, but how do you think uh, our president is handling this? Well, I think in the beginning he was off to a good start. Uh, he sent those two ships to the Middle East to as a, a warning to Iran not to not to get involved. Uh, but uh, it soon became clear after a while that he, he had a, an alternative vision. Uh, that that his vision, yeah, he he identified with the vision of destroying Hamas, or or at least diminishing the power of Hamas, which is not our goal. Our goal is to destroy Hamas. Uh, but but he he had a different goal. Biden had a different goal, which is. Uh, to boost up the Palestinian Authority, which, uh, as I pointed out, is is no better than Hamas. In fact, the Palestinian Authority, under its Fatah terrorist organization, has committed more terror attacks than Hamas ever has. So they and they finance terrorism every month. Every one of those Hamas terrorists who carried out that slaughter and the the, the massacre on October seventh. Every one of them is receiving a monthly salary uh, from from the Palestinian Authority. So they're, they're not moderates. I have no illusions about that, but Biden does. And Biden wants to hand over Gaza to them, and he wants to create a Palestinian state with the Palestinian Authority terrorists in control. It seems to David he's uh, just as naive with that as he is with Iran, all the money that we gave to Iran, and obviously uh, it appears there's a connection with Iran uh, with all of the things that are happening. Do you agree with that? Oh, it's a, it's a fact. It's not, it's, it's, not a, it's not a matter of agreement or opinions. It, it is a fact uh, that Iran is the main financier of the terrorist groups in the Middle East. Uh, they, they almost totally finance Hezbollah, in Lebanon, and they are and they are heavily, heavily fi- financing Hamas in Gaza. And we have been attacked numerous times with uh, things that are connected to Iran, and um, haven't responded the way I think we should. So these these people that were survivors of the massacre uh, are they returning to their homes, or uh, a lot of special care for them? Well, many of them need hospital care. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they basically were were living on on 
tiny pieces of pizza bread oh. uh, for for the, for the past uh, past months, month and a half, and and many of them are are having health issues, so they're many of them are in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have been reunited with their families, and we're thankful for that. You know, uh, ev- everyone in Israel is thrilled that hostages are returning home. Uh, the The problem is what it's going to cause in the future, uh, that, that we're releasing all of these terrorists. And the, the other problem, of course, is that we're giving them a chance to regroup. They don't believe in peace. They, they, they believe in ceasefires. They call it a hudna. Uh, which is based, which is according to the Quran, it's a, it's a chance to regroup and get ready for the the next battle. With a few more minutes, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about Qatar. I understand that there are Hamas leaders there, uh, billionaires or trillionaires, whatever they are, who are dictating a lot of the things that are going on. So, what do, what does that make Qatar to us? Are they? Uh, Certainly, a place we can't trust. They are part and parcel of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, they are dangerous. Uh, they are Islamic radicals, and they can't be trusted. Uh, they they can be dr- trusted to to mediate a hostage deal like this uh, because they believe in that, uh, and they know that it's for the good of Hamas. Uh, but but uh, they can't be trusted as far as the long term goes and and they've been financing Hamas heavily mm. and that needs to stop so uh, basically they're helping to get prisoners released but it's to the benefit of Hamas obviously in the long run because I'm sure they want to continue the ceasefire as long as they possibly can uh, they do they do because they know that if they if they don't have a long ceasefire uh, then I- Israel is going to be going on the offensive, and the best defense is good offense. Uh, and they and they know that that we're we're going to heavily uh, defeat them, and and uh, it's going to be a defeat that that there, there never has been in the Middle East before. So I I I, I think it's to it's certainly to their advantage to extend the ceasefire. So, David, if if you were in the position of making this decision, would you continue to hold on with ceasefires, or would you just go and try to finish the job? Well, first of all, let me say I don't I don't envy the prime minister. I I no, I, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not a good position to be in to have to make a decision like that. Uh, but but I, I believe the best defense is a good offense and. And if we go in full force and we uh, defeat them decisively, uh, then I think those hostages will be released. There is even the possibility of of rescuing the hostages along the way. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a chance that we have to take because up until this point, uh, the, the the hostage deal that was reached has not been a good one. It's lopsided. It's a it, yeah. Wait. And, yeah, we want the hostages home, but uh, it has to be done the right way. I never understood from when I was a kid to now, what what is this anti-Semitism thing? I mean, I don't understand it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Uh, well, we we would need a separate show for that. I, I guess we would, and and I believe that so many people don't know the history and don't know the facts, and that's disconcerting because they're certainly not getting educated in the schools that they go to. And well, that that I think that's part of the problem, Stu. Mm. Uh, that that uh, that many American schools don't learn history anymore. And if if you don't know history, then then you you're just going to believe in slogans. And they're getting a lot of slogans by the radical given to them by the radical left and the Muslim radicals. And they're they're not getting history. One who knows history know knows what the truth is. So, David, one more time, I want you to just mention about the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund where sure. people can help out children that are victims of terror, and there are a lot of them, unfortunately. That's that's unfortunately so. And, and yes, uh, the, the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund is helping the terror victim children through our therapeutic programs, and and we're we are also very active in helping the children, the the victims of the massacre of October seventh. And the way people can partner with us is by going to israelchildren.org. Easy and enough. That's israelchildren.org. And how is your son doing now? Uh, thank God he's had a full recovery. That's that's wonderful. I'm glad you both have. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. We all hope in the very near future that uh, we can eradicate evil as much as we can for everybody's sake. As you know, yes. this this group, whether it be the anti-Semitic or what, they don't, they don't like anybody that doesn't believe in their beliefs. So uh, it goes further than Israel, right? Unfortunately, it does. And, you know, as uh, as I always say, Israel is fighting this war for Israel's survival. But if we don't win, then their next step is is going to be America. They make that clear in everything that they say. Uh, they, they, they call for the destruction of Judeo-Christian civilization, and they see the United States as the, as the little Satan, or as the big Satan, and Israel is the little Satan, according to... The Muslim ideologues. I guess they proved that on 9/11. People forget about they that. They certainly did. They proved what, and and most Americans never thought that something could happen like that. Mm-hmm. But but something far worse than that is is being planned as we speak. David, it's a pleasure. Take care of yourself. Thanks for checking in with us. Thank you, Stu. David Rubin, talking about what's going on in the Middle East right now. I'm glad that he had some time to uh, check in with us today, get some better insight on it. And he's the former mayor of Shiloh, Israel, author of seven books.